Hi, my name is Tiffany and today I will be wrapping up on the law of contract over and acceptance. So the part two is going to take the shape of the prescribed methods of acceptance and then the termination of office. The first thing to note about office is that when the offeror makes an offer, he is entitled to prescribe the mode of acceptance in his offer. And when he does that, the offeree is supposed to comply with these methods. Okay, so if I make an offer and I say that to accept my offer, you must do one, two, three, four. Then as the person who is going to accept the offer, you must indeed do one, two, three, four in accepting it. If not, you wouldn't have made, you wouldn't have made an acceptance. Okay, so that's the first thing to note. Now, the second thing is about the prescription, the prescription of silence as a mode of acceptance. Now, in the courts, silence is not a mode of acceptance. Generally, generally speaking, silence is, cannot be construed or cannot be interpreted as a mode of acceptance. That's mainly because the person on the receiving end or the one who's supposed to have made the acceptance is may not be interested in the offer, hence the silence, may have forgotten to respond, hence the silence. And so on the part of the offeree, he's not bound, um, even if the offeror does prescribe silence as a mode of acceptance, the offeree is not bound by those limitations. So we're seeing that indeed, the offeror has the duty to prescribe a mode of acceptance but the offeree, when silence is prescribed, the offeree is not bound by the offeror's mode, prescribed mode of silence, right? He is not bound. However, in the case where the offeree is silent and seeks use that as a mode of acceptance the offeror is bound because the offeror prescribed it so do you understand this you're saying that if i'm making an offer and i prescribe a mode of silence to an offeree to someone who should pick up the offer we're saying that in the instance that i as the offeree do not intend to accept the offer i forgot or maybe i didn't want to to accept so i didn't reply I'm not bound because silence naturally or generally in the courts is not an accepted mode of acceptance. It's not a prescribed mode of acceptance. However, in the instance where I, the offeree, the one who is accepting the offer, have seen your proposal and I say, mm, okay, the, mode, the prescribed mode of acceptance is silence. Then, and I decide to be silent based on that then you, the one who made the offer, are bound to accept or to allow for there to be a binding contract because you prescribed it. So you get it? If I prescribe it and the person does not respond because the person is generally not interested, the person is not bound. If I prescribe it and then the person does not respond because that is my prescribed mode of acceptance, 
I am bound. So that's how it works. In the case we should look at our felt house and bindly, and then Financings Limited and Simpson. These are very important cases to look at, and you will understand the the, the distinction. Now we're looking at termination of office. When we looked at counter office, um, we realized that whenever someone makes re, uh, makes a counter offer, it's a rejection of the existing offer, hence it nullifies the contract. And so when we're talking about rejection of an offer, which is the first termination, it could be a counter offer or it could be a rejection totally. They say, oh, I don't want your offer. It terminates the offer, which has been communicated. And so the, it terminates the power of acceptance. So the offeree cannot later accept the offer because it has been terminated either by a counter offer or by a rejection, an outright rejection. Now also a lapse of time is also one thing which could lead to the termination of an offer. And when we talk about a lapse of time, the courts will now ascertain whether the time is a reasonable time and that's how we determine that oh due to this lapse of time this offer was made in 19 kojoboho and an acceptance has not been made so we're sorry this this offer does not still stand the courts can ascertain whether the, the, the time in between the time the offer was made and in the time that maybe a new offer is going to be made Maybe they'll look at it and say no the time in between is not reasonable and so we're not it's reasonable enough to have terminated the offer and so it, it does not hold anymore and we look at also the revocation or to revoke um of the revocation of an offer now we're saying that an offer may be revoked any time before acceptance so once you make an offer and there has not yet been an acceptance made you can revoke your offer and the courts allow for that the courts allow for that. So at common law, a promise, we, we, there's this um, offer called a firm offer. Now that offer is a promise to keep the, the offer open for acceptance for a specified period of time. We call those firm offers. Now we're saying that why, how, how, how do these offers have legal effect? We're saying that at common law, when you, you promise to keep an offer open, you promise to have a firm offer, you are it's not binding on the promisor in the absence of consideration. And consideration is one of the, 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 the four um, major elements of, of a contract that we will consider in about three lessons from now. But we're seeing that without consideration, which we define as that thing you give in exchange for the, the, the promise that the offeror is making, if you, you are not given anything in exchange, then the promisor is not bound to keep the offer open. But according to our law in Ghana, in section 8.1 of the Contract Act 1960, Act 25, we're seeing that when there's a promise to keep an offer open, the offeror is bound even in the absence of consideration. So we're saying that even if there is no consideration, you as the offeror, you as the promisor, are bound to keep that firm offer open. You must keep it open. Once you've said you're keeping it open for a specified period of time, even if there's no consideration, it's your duty to keep the offer open. And there are many cases that you can look at to, to get this understanding. 
Dickinson and Dodds is one of them. Okay, so now we look at revocation of general offer. So remember the general offer in Khalil and Kabolik smoke bowl where the offer was made in an advertisement. Okay, do this particular thing and you get a reward if you don't get these results. Now we're saying that for the revocation of such an offer, you must use the same means you used to communicate the offer. So in the case where they communicated via flyers and via advertisement, when you are revoking the offer, you can do that. For example, I make an offer on TV in an, in an ad or I make it in, yes, in an advert. And I intend to now revoke this offer I have made. What I have to do is go back to the same channel. When I say channel, I mean the means that you used to communicate this offer. And then declare that you have revoked it. When you do that, the courts will deem it revoked they will deem it effectively revoked and errington and errington is one case you should look at sherry and united states is also another case you should look at that brings us to the end of offer and acceptance there are so many cases you should read so many things that will give you an in-depth understanding of the concepts that we have discussed here but i hope that this has been helpful and i hope it has brought a little clarity to a few questions on your mind thank you so much for listening once more and you'll hear from us soon next we will do intention to create legal relations and i hope you also love that one thank you so much and have a lovely 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 day